It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We are discussing the goings-on on the floor of the United States Senate this morning. Uh, there was a, a number of heated exchanges between members of the Senate as they debate this third stimulus package to combat uh, the economic impact and otherwise of this coronavirus. It's, it's absolutely incredible. I am trying to prove myself wrong uh, on one question that I have been asking throughout the morning, and it is, is our United States Senate up to the challenge at hand? Is it capable of successfully debating, coming to a consensus, and casting the sufficient number of votes to pass on to the House this measure, which is so needed right now? We have learned a lot about economics over the past few days, and one of the things we have, I think, for the most part come to agree is that these stimulus checks are desperately needed right now. What I'm talking about is the, uh, I, the idea mentioned last week by Senator Mitt Romney, which was for a $1,000 check to be cut for every American adult uh, sent out as soon as absolutely possible. Uh, well, that idea has made its way onto the debate floor of the United States Senate. It is part of this giant $2 trillion measure, uh, which is being debated right now. Now, there are a number of other things that are included within this measure. Uh, but the one that would help you <laughs> make your mortgage payment this month and the one that would help you make sure that your shelves are stocked as we weather this coronavirus storm is the idea of a stimulus check. If this negotiation does not come to an end today and soon, uh, there is a chance that some of your abilities to, to cover your bills will come into question. Now, there are some members of the Senate missing from the floor, unable to vote, uh, and that due to their own self-imposed quarantine. Some of them, after having come in contact with uh, Senator Rand Paul, uh, the two of those senators missing from the floor are our very own senators here from the state of Utah, Mike Lee and Mitt Romney. We've heard in the last segment some of the comments made by Mitt Romney during the program earlier today on these airwaves. Uh, he talking about having chartered a plane in Washington, D.C. to fly back. He and uh, he and Mike Lee together taking the appropriate precautions to protect the pilot and the crew of the aircraft, uh, ultimately landing here in Utah and entering swiftly into isolation. Now, because they're here in Utah and because the Senate is in session, very simply, it means that they are unable to vote on the floor of the Senate. They can't let their voice be known. And in fact, that is really the only duty of a member of Congress. They do much more. There's casework that they do. Uh, there are town hall meetings that they hold. Uh, there are various functions and events in which they offer remarks. But constitutionally, there is really only one duty uh, held by a member of Congress, either of the House or the Senate, and it is to vote. And this coronavirus is preventing various members of Congress from casting their constitutional vote. Now, is there a way around it? There may be. This morning, 
Uh, Dave asked Senator Romney if there was any downside to voting remotely. You know, I don't know what the downside would be. I'm, I'm sure it would be considered the, the, the I don't think there's ever been a time when the Senate has had to vote remotely. Um, and uh, the, the rule, believe, believe it or not, the rules of the Senate were drafted by Thomas Jefferson, and we still use those rules. Uh, they, they are sometimes waived in certain ways, but the in-person vote is, has been a sacrosanct part of the Senate uh, from the beginning of time. And, and you probably know that some senators will stay away uh, if they don't want to vote on something, and the sergeant-at-arms has been called to go find them and drag them back in. It's a, uh, uh, it's a, a, a pretty central <laughs> provision to how the Senate works, that you have to be there to vote. Uh, and uh, so we'll, we'll see where we head, head up, but I, but I do think that that's probably less critical right now because we would need to have Democrat votes in the Senate to move this forward to the House. And there, of course, you have to have all the Democrats on board. I have to disagree with the senator there. I think it is critical. I think that the evidence we have seen uh, borne up here just this morning, uh, today, as the Senate fails to advance this coronavirus stimulus bill, the second time it failed to advance this measure in two days, every vote is going to count. Uh, the vote today, uh, the failed vote, or the vote which failed to uh, pass this measure along, uh, was a vote of 49 to 46. It fell short of the three-fifths support necessary to uh, move forward uh, this piece of legislation. Now, the idea of remote voting, that is the way to, I feel, ensure that each member uh, has their voice heard and their voice. When I say that, I mean your voice. You know, you voted these folks into office. Uh, we cast our ballots on their behalf and sent them off to Congress to speak for us and so uh, Senator Romney there made reference to rules which govern the Senate. Uh, those rules can be changed. They're changed often. And simply uh, due to the fact that this rule in particular, that senators must be present to vote, hasn't uh, been touched or even debated in so, so long, doesn't mean that it can't be. Now, it would require assembling the Rules Committee uh, of the Senate. There would be some debate there. Uh, but I think under these extreme circumstances, uh, it is necessary. So we'll see uh, how that plays out. Now, uh, Senator Mike Lee uh, had a comment on the same matter. Let me scroll and make sure I've got the right uh, sound clip, clip in here in front of me. Uh, yeah, it's uh, number 13, if you don't mind, Amy. Uh, Senator was asked, could we look at remote voting for an extraordinary circumstance like this? I believe that it makes sense for us to adopt such a change, particularly in a circumstance like this, where you're going to have uh, in the coming days, mark my words, there will be more people who uh, are either diagnosed or uh, have been uh, exposed to someone who has in turn been diagnosed with the virus. And when that happens, each time that happens, there's a ripple effect within the Senate. And the same will be true in the House of Representatives also. There needs to be a mechanism to allow people to vote on an emergency basis under unusual circumstances. Uh, I'm not sure what the appropriate guardrails might consist of. I've, I've imagined a, a, a different sets of rules that would allow you to do it. In seeing this coming over the last month or so, uh, I have advised my colleagues many times that I think we ought to adopt such a rule. The Senate is, as an institution is sort of resistant to changes like this, but we're all very concerned about it. You know, it just became public in the last few hours that um, one of my colleagues, uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, Democratic senator from Minnesota, who is a dear friend, 
um, is dealing with the fact that her husband is sick and and uh, she's got to take care of him. Uh, I, I talked to one of the first phone calls I got after I was sent into isolation last night was from my friend and colleague, Bernie Sanders. Now, mm. Bernie and I disagree on a lot of issues, but there are other issues where we do agree. And um, he and I and, and others have talked about the fact that there's got to be some way for the Senate to continue to be able to operate, even when its members are not all able to be there uh, because of some national disaster. I agree 100 percent with the senator and his sentiment there. And can I make a tangential observation? Uh, did you hear something he said there? He talked uh, very compassionately about uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar. If I'm honest, there may be no two different senators in the United States, Senator than Mike Lee and Amy Klobuchar, <laughs> except for maybe Bernie Sanders. Uh, but then he also went on to say, as you just heard, that it was a phone call from Bernie Sanders that was one of the first for Senator Mike Lee to receive after the news broke uh, and spread amongst the senators that uh, he would be entering quarantine for a time after his exposure to uh, Senator Rand Paul, who, as you know, has tested positive. It was wonderfully encouraging. Uh, it was a wonderful uh, example, I believe, of the collegiality uh, which exists between these centers. If you look uh, in history books way back when, when travel was much more uh, burdensome, there weren't flights. These uh, members of Congress could hop on every few days to go back uh, sometimes the thousands of miles to their home districts. Uh, it was the common practice for these members uh, of Congress to live in Washington, D.C. for very prolonged periods of time, uh, weeks and months. Uh, on end, uh, sometimes even longer, uh, simply due to the fact it was so difficult to travel back to their home districts. Now, uh, why do I bring It's because it created a certain circumstance of conviviality uh, and of friendship and camaraderie, which existed between these members of Congress, regardless of their party. And if you draw all of your understanding from the headlines uh, these days, it would seem that some of that conviviality is gone. And yet we see uh, examples like the one shared with us by Mike Lee right there, uh, that in these trying circumstances, that there is a spirit of camaraderie and brotherhood and family that can still exist. He heard from uh, some of the uh, folks who exist so far to the extreme on the other end of the spectrum, as does Senator Lee, uh, and they were off offering him well wishes. I think there's a lesson to be learned there. And if you and I could put that type of behavior uh, into the practice of our daily lives, I think we might be better off for it. Uh, so we're going to take a break from this topic right now. Uh, the members of the Senate continue to debate. Uh, there may hopefully be updates on that front. I will bring them to you uh, and uh, I will share them uh, with with you as we find out. I want to make a quick correction. I mentioned earlier that there was a tweet sent out by KSL News Radio, which said that the uh, number of positive cases had doubled. Just want to correct that a little bit. Uh, it wasn't exactly a doubling, but rather an increase from 181 to 257. Still unfortunate, but uh, thankfully less dramatic than a true doubling uh, of the number. We'll continue to track those throughout the day. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be speaking uh, with Jenny Taylor. She has a new responsibility, civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army. She's been in touch with the Pentagon, and she'll be sharing with us next here on Live Mike what the Army's role in this battle against the coronavirus, uh, coronavirus is. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. <laughs> 